Hello and welcome to episode 41 of Blokeology, Evidence-Based Health, Fitness and Lifestyle. I'm Dr. Ewan Lawson and on today's episode I'm really pleased to bring you a really good discussion about strength training. We've got on Jason Fitzgerald. Now Jason lives over in Denver in Colorado uh, and he's uh, he was a very keen runner and a very um, accomplished runner um, in his younger days and still is now. Uh, Jason is a 239 marathoner and he's also a USATF certified coach. Uh, He's written and blogged and produced training and courses all about strength training for runners over the years going back to 2010 when he first launched his website strengthrunning.com. So um, strength training is something that I have become really interested in in the past year or so. It's taken me a little while to get there as I mentioned during the interview but I think there are just enormous benefits to strength training. Uh, There was a recent study that I certainly mentioned in the newsletter, if I think I may have blogged about it as well, that shows that strength training is possibly the single best dose-dependent way to reduce your risk of injury. And as Jason mentions in the podcast, the rates of injury in runners in particular are really quite high. Um, And there is nothing, you know, if you do any sports or physical activity and you get injured and you can no longer do it, that is a really tedious and unpleasant experience. And it's one that most runners certainly experience on a, you know, you know, often on a regular basis. And strength training is certainly one of the best ways to reduce your risk, make you more resilient. Um, but obviously as well, I think the other thing about strength training is, of course, it improves your performance. So we go into a lot of detail about that. Um, we also talk about how best to go about it. Um, mention a little bit about strength training doesn't necessarily have to mean weights though we do talk about those it can be a regime of body weight exercises as well and we try to bust a few myths about the fact strength training won't make you big won't make you bulk up if you do it in the correct way it helps in all sorts of ways in terms of improving neuromuscular function and other things so we go into lots of depth jason's a real expert on this and um i was just delighted to listen to him and pick up a whole lot of information that i think certainly i know is going to benefit me and i'm sure will be of benefit to you as well okay so Thank you so much for all your support of the podcast. I am incredibly grateful for it. It's very much appreciated. Uh, Do feel free to share with anyone else that you think might benefit. Sign up for the newsletter at blokeology.io forward slash journal as usual. I started off by just getting Jason to tell us a little bit about why strength training and what his background was. I started running almost on a whim. I started running as a freshman in high school because I wanted to high jump. And my mother told me, oh, you should try out for the cross country team because it's like track. So I thought I could high jump. And I showed up to practice in long mesh shorts and basketball shoes and quickly realized that cross country is only a lot of running. And uh, thankfully, the coach was really great and the guys on the team were so much fun. And I ended up sticking with it. And very quickly, I got addicted to the improvement high of running. And I just loved seeing my race times go down. I loved seeing my workouts get faster. And I think that's pretty common among a lot of runners. And, you know, when you start seeing that progress, that improvement, you you become addicted to it. And for me, uh, that lit a fire under me and a passion for running that uh, is still going pretty strong today. I ended up running 
uh, four years of cross country, indoor track, outdoor track in high school, and then in college. And uh, I've been running since I graduated college in 2006. Uh, got into the longer stuff as a lot of folks do, um, racing half marathons and, and marathons. Um, and, you know, one of the things about my running is that I was injured very frequently. Uh, I have had almost every injury that you can imagine, plantar fasciitis, Achilles tendinopathy, IT band syndrome. I used to have a lot of problems uh, with my, my left arch and my SI joint. I can just keep going. But <laughs> uh, I quickly realized that uh, after my first marathon, when I didn't run for six months, I had this really bad IT band injury. And I just spent a lot of time sitting on the couch, not doing much, feeling sorry for myself. And I realized that you know, if you want to keep doing the thing that you love, if you want to keep running and improving, then you're going to have to change how you train. And that was the beginning of my understanding that runners can't just run. We have to do other things in our training. And we have to think of ourselves not as runners, but as athletes that specialize in running. And that's when I started implementing a lot more strength training into my program. And recently, I've started doing a lot more weight training. Uh, but it's really not just about, you know, me and what I've done. It's really, you know, this is just how runners train. You look at, you know, any top university program, you look at any group of elite athletes, none of them are just running. They're doing a lot of other things in addition to running in their training program. And a big part of that is strength training. So uh, I've gone from someone who didn't like the gym, you know, frankly, I, I still don't really love the gym. I'd rather be out there, you know, <laughs> rocking a 10 miler out in the, uh, you know, out on the trails here in the Rocky Mountains. But I understand the value of it. I understand how beneficial it is. And so now I'm a convert. I think weight training is not even cross training. I don't call it cross training. I just call it training. It's the training that every runner has to do if they want to be a good runner, if they want to improve and if they want longevity in the sport, because it's probably one of the most valuable injury prevention strategies that you can incorporate into your training is just some strength work. So, you know, I've kind of gone from one end of the spectrum to the other. Uh, you know, I think a lot of people get a kick out of it because they see me and I'm this 125 pound, you know, very cliched image of a distance runner. And they're like, that's the guy that's telling me to do deadlifts and power cleans in the gym. I don't understand this. But it, it's true. It's me. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a convert, especially after talking to a lot of uh, strength coaches and elite athletes about what they have their athletes do and, and what those runners are doing in the weight room. Uh, I think it's very telling that no elite runner skips strength training entirely. You know, they, it is a very critical part of their training program. Uh, and I think that's very telling for the rest of us. Uh, I think, too, when we look at the elites, when we look at the professionals, we should emulate some of the things that they do. Of course, let's not run 120 miles a week and workouts as fast as they are. But you know, they do long runs, they run high mileage, they lift weights. These are all universal principles that everyone can incorporate into their own training. So I'm excited to talk a little bit more about that uh, with you today. Yeah, I've got an enormous number of areas that I hope we're going to cover and touch on. There's a, I think that's a really valuable point. You just, just to pick up on that straight away that 
there's a slight risk with elite athletes and, and I would put you in an elite athlete category as well, Jason, you've got your up on your website, strengthrunning.com. You've got, you know, a 239 marathoner. Okay. So maybe that, that I mean, as far as I'm concerned, that's super quick compared to, you know, my kind of bog standard, um, trot. Um, but it's, it's one of those where actually we can pick up some amazing stuff from what the elite athletes are doing. And it's not just about the sort of like the half of 1% improvements, which sometimes elite sport is about. They're always seeking the, the tiny edges and actually for your, you know, for your average runner, or even your very good runner, um, or athlete that, but they're perhaps not as worth it. But this is, these are big gains, aren't they? And they're big gains in two areas. And I guess is there's the performance side and there's the injury prevention side. Um, for strength conditioning at least that's my sense of it that there's kind of there's that they're the two massive pillars if you like of what strength training can give you yes definitely i think uh when you're looking at strength training benefits uh you're definitely right that i think they can be uh broadly categorized as being in one of two categories on the performance side and then on the injury prevention side so if we start with the prevention side uh i think this is a little bit more intuitive for runners to understand, you know, if I get stronger muscles, tendons, connective tissues, then those muscles and connective tissues are going to be able to better withstand the stress of high mileage of really difficult workouts. And in that way, strength training is really going to help you prevent injuries, you're essentially creating more robust armor around your body to withstand the stress of running. So uh, if, if any runner is listening to this and, and they do struggle with injuries and they're not currently doing any kind of strength training, that is probably, you know, one of the things for me as a coach, that's what I look for. If you're injured a lot and you're not doing any strength training, that's a, a low hanging piece of fruit that we can pick immediately, start incorporating some strength work into your program. And, you know, after a couple of weeks of, of adjusting to it and adapting to that new workload, you're going to feel a lot stronger uh, and you're just going to feel a lot better when you're out running. And I think that leads into the second aspect of why you want to lift weights or, or do kind of strength work for, for running is that it's going to make you a better runner. It's actually going to improve your performances. Uh, and it does that through uh, a variety of, of, of different ways. I mean, it's not just, um, oh, I'm going to be strong, uh, so I'm going to run fast. There's part of that. So what strength training does is it really trains you to utilize more of your muscle. So you're using a lot of muscle fibers at once, something that you don't really do when you're out for an easy run. And when you are fatigued, and let's say you're running a long race like a half marathon, well, your slow twitch muscle fibers are going to start to get really tired at the end of that race. And if you have the ability to recruit more muscle fibers then you are going to be able to recruit even some of your fast twitch muscle fibers to take over from those slow twitch fibers. And so at the end of a long run, at the end of a race or a challenging workout, you're basically going to have more resources to get the job done. So you're, you're definitely going to uh, feel better at the end of a race. And you're also going to be able to kick harder, you're going to be able to finish strong and really have that, you know, really great blazing fast, fast finishing kick at the end of a race. Um, now the other thing that strength training does that I, that I think is really important is that it helps you become a better athlete in general. It helps you become more coordinated. It helps you be a more robust athlete with higher levels of, uh, proprioception and balance and an ability to run more efficiently. And so 
strength training really does impact your running economy in a positive way. And your running economy is just, you know, how much energy do you use to run at a particular pace? And runners who lift weights are much more efficient. They're using lower levels of oxygen to run at a similar effort level as, you know, an equivalent athlete who doesn't do any strength training. And, uh, you know, that can be up to 8%, you know, depending on the source and 8% might not seem like a lot, but you know, that is, you know, minutes and minutes and minutes and minutes in a marathon. And so if you're someone who's trying to go after a Boston qualifying time and you're, you know, really close to that BQ cutoff point, then strength training might be the difference between getting that BQ and not getting that BQ or, you know, whatever the time goal is that you might have, maybe it's a sub four marathon, sub three marathon, a BQ, any other race, you know, the resistance training that you're doing is going to improve your running economy so that, you know, you're not going to get as tired at the end of a race. You're going to have more muscle fibers to, to use at the end of a race. Uh, you're just going to feel a lot better. You're going to feel more economical. You're going to feel like you have a little bit more pop in your legs. And for, you know, as a distance runner, I can't think of anything more more fun than feeling better at the end of a longer run than than that yeah absolutely um any other wider benefits beyond running that sometimes you might talk about i guess one that occurs to me is perhaps just you know as we all get older you know strength does our ability our muscle strength goes down and actually training that is just a you know it's, it's one of those it's actually a basic measure of frailty in the elderly it's like things like grip strength and strength training i think actually probably in you there's, there's enormous number of wider health benefits to being stronger as well just beyond even running oh absolutely i mean the body composition <clears throat> benefits of strength training are not to be ignored either you know so if you're someone who just wants to look better if you want a little bit higher muscle mass if you want lower body fat uh if you want to improve your posture then these are all things that strength training is going to do for you uh and you know i don't think there's anything wrong with having, you know, some running goals, but then also mixing in a vanity goal in there too. You know, if you want to do some great strength training in the gym, but then throw in some bicep curls because you want your arms to look bigger, then I don't really see anything wrong with that. And I think if runners uh, have performance oriented goals with their lifting, uh, they're going to really enjoy the body image effects of strength training. And, you know, it's going to be a, a really nice self-reinforcing cycle of, you know, I'm feeling good when I'm lifting, I'm, my running is getting better, I'm not getting injured as frequently, and I look really good naked too. So <laughs> this yeah. is great. So I think first thing, maybe just to go back to is in, with them, we've talked a little bit, but we were just getting into weights perhaps there and use of the gym, but strength, strength training is quite a broad church, isn't it? There's a lot of different, it's not just about weights as well. And I guess, um, perhaps I ought to ask you to tell us a little bit about how you might define what strength training is. Sure. So I would define strength training as any kind of resistance training. It is, it is one of the most broad, you know, catch all phrases that we can use to describe strength training. And, and that can be body weight exercises that you do at home. I'm a big fan of these kinds of, you know, very runner specific body weight strength and core routines. Um, you know, on the strength running site, you know, one of the things that helped the strength running blog kind of take off were these routines. So uh, if you Google like the standard core routine or the ITB rehab routine. These are examples of body weight strength routines that you can do after a run. They take 10 to 20 minutes, uh, just about that. 
And they're not super difficult, but if you're totally new to strength training, this is where you should start. You're not going to be in the gym hurling around barbells or heavy plates. You're instead going to be working with your own body weight and doing exercises that are uh, introductory and are not, you know, extraordinarily complex, both either with, you know, heavy weight or with just the complexity of the movement itself. So I'm a big fan of the body weight strength routines. You know, I, I think uh, in an ideal scenario, most of a runner's strength work will be body weight strength training. Now, with that said, there's also a place for what I'll call real weightlifting. So you're in the gym, you're loading up the barbell with weights, and you're, you're doing some, some real weightlifting. Um, and so, you know, a lot of runners think that you know, if I have to get in the gym and lift, uh, I need to be in there for hours, or I need to go into the gym three or four days a week. But there's a lot of evidence to show that if you're doing some body weight strength training during the week, you really only need about two 45 to 60 minute days in the gym to get all the benefits of lifting without any of the, the drawbacks. Because you can certainly get hurt lifting weight, but you don't need to do it too much. Uh, I think it's helpful to recognize that lifting is there to complement and supplement your running. It is not there to make you so sore that you can't go for your run the next day or, you know, to make you so fatigued that you're unable to hit your workout splits. So strength training should should be making your running better. Uh, and if it's it's if it's too challenging, if you're too sore, then you should scale back the intensity uh, a little bit. Hmm. Well, I'd, I'd like to ask you a little bit more about that, but let me just ask one uh, one thing before that, which is about the you know I think the arguments for strength training you know they are they are tremendously good and you know the benefits and they they are very hard to refute. One of the things that some people might still re runners might resist, and this perhaps might be particularly an issue for female runners, is and I think it probably comes under the myth category, but it's certainly worth asking about is that strength training will make you big and heavy and you'll end up carrying around too much muscle and i think that's definitely something that we should we should address yes i think we should and this is one that always makes me giggle a little bit because there are people whose only goal in life is to get as big as they can and they understand how difficult it is to put on so much muscle and these these are the people who are uh taking a certain type of protein at night versus what they're taking in the morning, because that has more of an effect on muscle growth or hypertrophy. Um, and, you know, they're eating 6,000 calories a day, and they're doing bodybuilding workouts in the gym five or six days a week. And it's hard to put on muscle. This is like the distance runner who thinks, oh, man, I can't go out for that, that 15 minute run. I'm just I'm going to get too good at the marathon. Now, that is a ridiculous <laughs> kind of thing to imagine, right? So uh, for a runner to think that they're going to put on weight when they get in the weight room, it's almost a, a, a preposterous type of scenario for a lot of reasons. Number one, you're probably not eating enough. You have to eat an extraordinary amount of excess healthy calories to put on uh, a lot of bulk. Number two, you're running a lot. Presumably, you are a runner if you're listening to me right now. And if you're running even a, even a, a relatively small amount, let's just say 15 or 20 miles a week, that is enough of uh, a stimulus to prevent your body from building muscle. Because instead of building muscle, your body's spending all that energy recovering from the running that you're doing. 
And I, I think the other thing that's very instructive is let's just look at some elite runners. Let's look at uh, let's look at Galen Rupp. Let's look at Shalane Flanagan. Let's look at Emma Coburn. These are uh, world class athletes that get in the gym and do a lot of weightlifting, and they are extremely thin. Uh, and I would say, are they? You know, are they bulky? Of course not. They they look strong. They look ripped and lean. You look at Shalane Flanagan or or Kara Goucher, any of these elite runners running the marathon, they look like the stereotypical runner. And and they are just all muscle and sinew. They are not bulky whatsoever because they're running a lot. And all that running is going to prevent you from uh putting on putting on weight. Because, you know, honestly, running is catabolic. And what catabolic means is that it breaks down muscle. You go run 120 miles a week, you better be doing it the right way or you're going to break down a lot of muscle. Now, on the other hand, weightlifting is anabolic. It builds muscle up. And so when we include some anabolic weightlifting in our uh, training program, this is an amazing thing for runners because, you know, we are kind of counteracting that catabolic effect of running and it's going to be very beneficial for us. But it just goes to show how difficult it is to to put on weight and it's something that that runners really uh shouldn't have to worry about they're they're probably not eating enough they're running too much and uh the final thing i'll say too is you have to be lifting a certain way to put on weight if you are lifting you know uh, for endurance if you are lifting for strength or power then you're not really lifting the same way that a bodybuilder would now a bodybuilder does very high volume uh, they do uh, very long workouts. They do many exercises, uh, and these are all usually isolation exercises. So they're focusing on one individual muscle at a time. When runners get in the weight room, that's not what we're doing. We're not training muscles. We are training movements. So we're doing many more compound multi-joint movements that force you to you know, move a certain way, not necessarily work a certain muscle. And that is a very important distinction. So any runner who thinks that uh, you're going to put on a lot of weight if you were to uh, to lift weights, it's it's just not really going to happen. No, no, I think absolutely. Um, any, I'm not sure if there are any other major ones. Any other major myths you come across with people who are resistant to uh, doing strength training? I, I suppose maybe the one of the ones I... St- think of might be possibilities that risk it, they'll actually increase their risk of getting injured and certainly if they get it if they're doing it the wrong way that would be the case but any other myths you come across yeah I, I have come across a bunch of folks who who do think that uh i can't lift because i'm going to get hurt and i would say that uh, i honestly think that running is far more of an injury risk than lifting because you know when runners get out on the road and they go for a run it's very common for us to be heroes. We want to run a little faster. We want to run a little bit longer than what we're supposed to. And frankly, that's the reason why the annual injury rate among runners is so high. You know, depending on the source, it can be up to, you know, 60 or 75% of runners are going to get hurt this year. And to say, oh, I don't want to get in the weight room because I might get hurt is just kind of ignoring the fact that running is way more dangerous. When runners get in the weight room, we generally don't act like heroes. We want to do the least amount of work possible uh, <laughs> because we'd rather be out there running. And, you know, I, I understand that. And frankly, I think that that is almost a protective mechanism for us because we're not just going to load up that the squat rack with as much weight as we possibly can lift and just try to lift, uh, you know, as much as we can and max out. That's generally not the mindset 
of a distance runner in the gym. So I, I think as long as you're not trying to be a workout hero in the gym, just like you should never be a workout hero on the track, then you're not going to get hurt. What I do think is a more common objection to weightlifting is not that I don't want to do it or, you know, I, I, I may not have time, but a lot of runners think that they already are doing great strength training because they go to the gym and they attend some type of fitness class. So, you know, maybe it's a body pump class at the gym, uh, you know, an early morning boot camp. They go to a CrossFit wad once a week or P90X. There's so many different examples. And, you know, my, my response to that is anything is better than nothing, but it's far from ideal, uh, quite simply because this is not how runners should be strength training. You know, after all, I think the ultimate litmus test is how the professional runners lift. And so none of them are doing P90X or going to body pump class or doing the CrossFit wads. Um, and that's primarily because these strength training workouts, these classes have a pretty big aerobic or metabolic component to them. So they're not really focused on strength and power. They're focused on just getting, getting you a good workout. Let's focus on burning calories. And that's great if you're not a runner and you're just kind of looking to stay in shape. But if you are a runner who's interested in performance and really optimizing your injury prevention efforts, then there's a better way to lift. We have to lift in a more running specific manner because if we don't, if we rely on these, these classes, CrossFit, any kind of DVD that we got, then we're going to leave speed on the table. We're not going to be reducing injury, uh, our injury risk as much as we could. And we're just not getting as strong as we could be. And frankly, I, I think at the end of the day, that makes us a, a slower athlete. And my goal as a coach is to help runners achieve whatever their goals are. So if, if it's a time goal or just running a certain distance, I want to optimize a runner's training. And these kinds of workouts are simply not optimal. Yeah. Um, so let's let's think a wee bit more about that. There's the, the body weight side of things. You've obviously got some great resources on the website. And that's a, that's a great place to start for somebody who just wants to start getting into um, any kind of strength training. There was also a rather fierce looking tomahawk medicine bowl routine as well I was looking at, which I thought that would that would really hurt me if I did that, I could, <laughs> which is probably a good reason why I should do it, just because I could, could tell it, was work, it would work mu muscles I don't really use. It looked like a really good conditioning kind of workout. But what I really want to get into is talking a little bit about weights and how to go about doing that. So the first thing I should do is fess up about what I'm doing, um, which is in the past three months or so, 10 to 12 weeks, I've been doing free weights rather than machine weights. And I've been doing a sort of, I've been using the app Stronglifts app. So um, it's got, you know, it's a set of three really pretty much compound exercises for which there's basically two different workouts, a workout A and a workout B. They've both got three workouts on them in the standard and they start you super low. You start, I started at an incredibly low weight that I could manage really easily. And it's called the five by five strong list. So you do five repetitions, five sets. Um, and I've just started on that and I worked my, my way up and actually it's taken me about eight to 10 weeks to get to the point where I'm starting to fail on the reps. So I've, I've come up really slowly. Um, and not really suffered any, you know, discomfort. I've not had any pain with that. And I'm starting to get to the point where it is, uh, hurting a little when I start to fail on towards, you know, at the end, some of my sets, I'm not quite getting all the reps. I think it's doing me a world of good. I've not been injured in the last 12 weeks, so I'm going to take that as a good thing, but I wanted to really get your view to find out if that's approximately right. And I think you've already mentioned about the importance of compound exercises, but what are the really good things to be doing? What, what, what's the right way to go about weight training for runners? 
Right. That's a, I mean, that's a great question. And, and frankly, what you're doing right now is, is pretty good. Uh, you're, you are working on multi-joint compound exercises. Uh, I'm somewhat familiar with the strong lifts program. So you're doing uh, a lot of squat and deadlift, which I would say are two of the most valuable exercises that runners can do. Um, so I think for the most part, uh, it's a great type of program. Now, the thing with strong lifts is that it's designed to get you stronger. Is not necessarily designed to make you a faster runner. Mm. So when I set out uh, about two years ago to to really figure this out and to kind of put together a program that walks a runner through from start to finish, you know, how do you strength train? Let's say you're going to start a training plan next week. Well, should you start your strength training then, and and should it change, and and how does it progress, and is it periodized? You know, there's all these big questions that I had about strength training, and what I discovered, and, and I leaned very heavily on a USA weightlifting national coach who uh, lives up in Boulder, a uh, little bit further north than me up here in Denver, but he works with a lot of the elite athletes. And what I learned from him is that strength training has to be periodized just like running. So if you think of a training plan where you might have, you know, a period of base training at the very beginning where you're working on, you know, just improving your mileage and and general strength so that in the second phase of the training pro program, things are starting to get fast. Now you're doing harder workouts and maybe your mileage has peaked at this point. Then you start racing and that's kind of the competition phase of your, uh, your, your training program. And finally you peak, you peak, you run your goal race. You know, it's the, hopefully the best race of the season. You run a PR and then you rest. Well, strength training has to follow a very similar pattern. And, you know, I've used a, a 16 week schedule because I feel like that's uh, not only a, an effective period of time for most runners, but also because it it tends to be a, a very common length of time that runners like to prepare for a goal race. But if we were to divide that 16 week training program roughly into four equal phases, then you know you can periodize strength training or more specifically weightlifting in the gym in kind of a, a this general way. So you might focus on just basic strength and injury prevention in the very beginning of the training program. And this is going to be similar to that strong lifts program. So, you know, general strengthening of every muscle group in your body, uh, connective tissues, you know, the goal here is just getting proficient with the movements and building uh, a resilient body. You're, you're just doing conditioning. This is very much like a base training phase for running. But then, you know, you move into uh, phase two, now, you know, after focusing on general strength, after focusing on injury prevention, we're focusing a little bit more on speed and overall athleticism in this phase. So uh, we're going to uh, prioritize a little bit more explosivity, prioritize more training of the nervous system, uh, because that's really the goal of weightlifting in the gym is force production. That's what running is. You want to hit the ground hard, generate a lot of force, and then you want your legs almost to act like pogo sticks like springs that absorb all that energy and then return it and you have a nice efficient economical stride and that's what we start to do you know kind of in the uh second phase of a strength training program uh a lot of that is coordination training you know i think one of the the best lines that that i i took from all my research into strength training was uh strength training is coordination training under resistance and I think that is such a great way of 
thinking about strength training for runners is that, you know, we're not trying to put on a lot of muscle. We're not trying to get as strong as we possibly can. That is, of course, uh, a nice side benefit, getting strong. But one of the goals and, and really one of the, the key goals is coordination training. Let's get really um, efficient with our movements. Let's become better athletes. And that's going to make us a lot more economical. Uh, so then we move into the third phase of a uh, strength training program. And here's where we start doing kind of like the hardest work of uh, the program. So we're going to do explosive lifts, we might um, add in some plyometrics, and that's going to increase your ability to utilize that stored elastic energy and the reactive forces of your muscles and tendons it goes back to the, the pogo stick analogy that I used. And here we're going to be doing some Olympic lifts. So here is where we might be doing snatches or power cleans, movements like that. And then finally, you know, we move into the final phase, uh, phase of the program. And, you know, now that we're at the end, we're running races, we want to really be at our peak for performance. Um, here is when the workload might actually go down. So when we get in the weight room, we're not going to be lifting as much volume, just like your running volume might decrease at the tail end of the season to allow yourself to run a little bit faster because you're not so tired. So the, the focus at the end kind of alternates a little bit between strength and power. And power is really strength expressed quickly. Mm. So I think, you know, you look at someone who can uh, deadlift 500 pounds and you go, wow, he's really strong. But someone who can then pull that weight up really quickly and just throw it up over their head, that is an example of power. So power is a big goal in our uh, lifting program because, you know, the goal is let's be powerful runners. Let's strike the ground forcefully. Let's generate a lot of force and that's going to help us run faster. So the uh, what I would say is that there's a much bigger nervous system component to more runner specific weightlifting than there is to, to uh, compared with something like strong lifts, which I, I think is more geared towards uh, strength or maybe hypertrophy. Yeah, I think that was my anxiety about strong lifts. It started off really nicely. And I, I was really anxious about using weights. I didn't really know what I was doing, particularly free weights. And, you know, even at the, in my mid forties, I have simply not spent any time in gyms. I've always exercised outside and done running or cycling or whatever it was for climbing in the hills and that, those sort of things. And actually I was really nervous about it. But what strong lift did introduce me to these sort of the use of weights and has brought me on really gently, but I was very aware the whole way through that, you know, and the emails you get from the chap who runs it, that it's all about building weights. And there was a bit of a like kind of, you know, and it was all about getting big as well and actually getting as strong as you possibly could. And I was thinking that there's going to be a point at which this is not going to work for me at all because it's not going to fit with what I want to do in terms of running. Cause it's just this relentless putting on more. It's all about putting on more and more weight. And then once you get to the really big weights, you maybe reduce the repetitions a bit, but it's all about always getting bigger um, and getting stronger. It's interesting looking at those kinds of programs. Cause you can, you can almost see right at the beginning who the program is designed for. And, you know, I have a lot of friends who love strong lips, but, you know, their goal is just to get big and strong and to, and to look good. And they want that beach body where <laughs> me, for example, I just want to run fast. And, uh, you know, what I think about those kinds of programs, though, is it's better than nothing. If, if you have a choice of doing strong lips or nothing at all, do strong lips because you are going to get stronger. You are going to improve your uh, running economy and your ability to be more coordinated and just be a better athlete in general, uh, I think that is way better than just not doing anything at all. 
Yeah, um, I think it's given me a really nice base, actually, looking at it now. But I'm clearly talking to you and thinking about it. Of course, it all, I mean, it all, it's, it's so logical when you say it, of course. It is all about that explosive power, power, power that kind of plyometric kind of approach where you're just trying to kind of um, strength in the shortest possible time is power, as you say. Um, it's about trying to move into that slightly different phase and being a little bit smarter than just okay, I could just carry on doing a low level, but if I really want to actually get the benefits, I'm going to have to introduce an extra element of sophistication into my training. So one of the things that I'm, what do you think people really get wrong about strength training then? You know, what, what, what are the, perhaps the things that the biggest mistakes people make with it? I think there's quite a few mistakes that people make with strength training. And we have touched on a couple of them. You know, I think mistake number one is not doing any strength training. Uh, and then mistake number two is you're just doing the wrong type of strength training. Uh, you know, maybe, maybe you're in the gym lifting like a bodybuilder. You're doing, you know, uh, five sets of 15 reps and you're in the gym for three hours, five days a week. That is a commitment that I'm just not ready for. And runners don't even have to even attempt. So I, I think those are some big uh, myths. I think the other really big myth, and, and this one I think is pervasive, is the fact that runners very frequently get in the gym and they try to lift for endurance because that's what we want, right? We want to, we were endurance athletes. We want to have more endurance because that's going to make us better runners or so the thinking goes. But when we are in the gym, the goal is not endurance. The goal is endurance when we're running and we get a very large endurance stimulus every time we go for a run. Every time you go running for an easy half an hour or you know, you do a tempo run or whatever kind of workout you're doing, you're getting a pretty good endurance stimulus. But when you get in the gym, we don't want another subpar inferior endurance stimulus. We want a different stimulus and that stimulus is strength and power and the benefits of injury prevention. So uh, when I say lifting for endurance, I, I think we should define that because it's, it's a little vague sometimes. It's typically low weight, but high reps. So you're doing 10 to 15 reps with relatively low weight, and you might be doing three to five sets of, of those exercises. And you know this is not developing power. Uh, it's certainly going to get you stronger than not doing anything at all. So you know my earlier principle still applies here. It's better to do something than nothing at all. But if we're talking about optimizing your lifting, we want to stay away from lifting for endurance and doing, you know, the, the equivalent of high mileage in the weight room, because that's what we do when we're running. So we have to remember, think of ourselves as athletes and train different physical skills at different times. So when we're doing a, a 30 minute, very easy recovery run, that obviously has a very different purpose than a long run or a blistering series of repetitions on the track. And just like many of our runs have different purposes, the different methods of training that we're experiencing in our program should have different purposes as well. So when you're doing drills, the, the drills are not there for endurance. The drills are for coordination and reinforcing proper form. And strength training as well is not there for endurance. It's there for uh, helping you stay healthy. It's there for improving your running economy and it's for improving your performance by making you a stronger, more powerful runner. 
Yeah, gosh, it's so um, it's so much more kind of holistic, isn't it? Strength training than you perhaps think of, and uh, even uh, reading around it and but speaking to you now is making me realise that all oh, that's particularly that kind of neuromuscular coordination aspect of it, the nervous system, the running economy bit. None of that is about just getting having bigger muscles as such. It's just about you know, as you say, training your muscles to work in a much more effective way, and strength training totally does that. The um, some what what are some examples that the, the lifting for explosivity stuff? And I know you've got some courses on this that sort of tell people a bit more how to go about doing it. You shouldn't lift for endurance, but actually lifting for explosivity is the way. What are the couple of the examples of uh, kind of weight weight um, exercises you would do to help that? Sure. So you know this would probably be in you know the second half of of a lifting program. You know after you've built your base with more. Uh, what I'll call safer exercises, because you know some of these power exercises are are a little bit riskier because you are um, trying to move weight quickly. So that's kind of the definition of power, right? And that has an inherent risk to it. Just like when you get on the track and do a faster workout, that's going to be riskier than simply running an easy run. So when you are lifting for power, you have to move quickly. And the best example of that is an Olympic lift. An Olympic lift is a clean, uh, a jerk or a clean and jerk, uh, a snatch, a power clean. These are all Olympic lifts that, um, train you uh, in, in slightly different ways. I mean, I, I think, uh, a good example is, uh, the power clean and the power clean is a movement where, uh, if you're doing a hanging power clean, you're basically holding the bar in front of you. And the movement is exploding the bar upward putting it over and then ending with it over your head. And that is a challenging exercise. And it's an exercise that requires a certain amount of mobility. It requires a certain amount of coordination. And, you know, it's really important that, you know, you're doing these kinds of exercises, right? Because if you're not, you know, the, the injury risk is real. And uh, I, I think this is another great example where we can remind runners that, the weight that you're putting up is less important than the movement that you're training. So I would much rather have a runner just use the bar or, or put on five or 10 pound plates on the side and just go through the motion of some of these Olympic lifts because uh, of their risk. And because really it's, it's a complex movement skill that I think runners have to practice a lot and, uh, and get good at. Because, you know, at the end of the day, running is a very two-dimensional sport. You know, we're just running straight ahead. You know, sometimes we're turning, <laughs> but we're not doing much else. And, you know, that's why I'm always looking for ways to inject a little bit more variety and uh, movement into a runner's program. That's why I'm a, a big believer in trail running. That's why I'm a big proponent of strength training. I'm a big proponent of getting runners out of simply going for an easy run every day because that variety is really going to help you. Uh, and, and power exercises or Olympic lifts are such a great example of this because they are so fundamentally different from running. And in, in a certain way, they're very complementary to running. They are coordination and power based while running is just endurance based. And there's not that much coordination involved in say running easy, you know, and anyone can, can go for an easy run for the most part, almost, you know, not everyone can go do a, a power lift, even with very low weight. 
Yeah, um, I, I, there's lots of advice. I, I think that's worth Orton Strength running your website. That um, all the the advice you give about running, I find myself nodding in agreement with all that kind of about variety of pace, about variety of surface that you run on, all those sides of things. I think you've got there's an incredible amount of good advice there for runners. Uh, you know, variety of training as well. Just and the the advice you give about cross training and the stories you've told on there about you know the kind of uh, the improvements you saw when you did a lot of cycling and swimming and really cross trained with with that side of things i'm lucky here that almost all my running is train running uh, trail running in fact i live on the side of a hill here up in the northwest of england so um and i don't really get on with running on roads actually i find it just massively beats me up i don't cope with it very well so um, i'm quite lucky to have that variety I agree with you and I'm a little jealous because even though I live in Denver, I, I think everyone just thinks that I'm like running up uh, one of the Rocky Mountains like every day. But, you know, <laughs> Denver's about 30 miles away from the mountains. So I have to actually drive out there to get out to some good trails. So I'm a little jealous. That sounds amazing. Yeah, I'm quite fortunate. I, I did actually think that that was exactly when you said you're in Denver, I assumed that you were just able to go out the back door and get up the hills. But America's a big place. We forget that in England regularly <laughs> yeah i'm pretty far away <laughs> <laughs> uh, boulders are, uh, boulders and uh, you mentioned boulder i think they're probably in the hills there are they um yes boulder is nestled right in the foothills of the rocky mountains they have the flat irons right there and that is a, a gorgeous little city and and they actually have a very high number of elite athletes particularly endurance athletes that train there because they do have access to the mountains it's right there and uh, it's at altitude. So they're, you know, roughly a mile high. Denver's, you know, pretty much right at a mile high. But, um, you know, they're, I think, a little bit higher, it might be 5400 feet, uh, which if I'm going to, if I'm going to convert to to metric, I'm going to need a calculator. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, we actually we're we're unusual in Britain that we can we mostly are um, imperial. In fact, so when you talk about height, we're imperial. But so and we do miles here as well. So, um, in fact, I've trained myself to cope with kilometers and meters over the years for trips over to Europe and things. But so we're a bit weirdly bilingual in that regard. Um, but I had heard that about Boulder that it was you know very much a spot for cyclists, runners, triathletes, endurance athletes of all of all shapes and sizes well they're all yeah to, i say all shapes the, and sizes they'll tend to be small and lean <laughs> that's true yeah no they uh you, you'd be surprised you go into boulder and uh you, you see half the population constantly working out up there and you just never know if you're looking at a professional runner or triathlete or cyclist because there's just so many up there uh because the training venue is is unmatched you know it's just fantastic and you know, to top it off, it's just a stunningly beautiful location as well. So you, you have everything up there. Yeah, um, absolutely. Well, listen, Jason, I think time is drawing to a close in terms of um, chatting to us. You've got a grid. Really, uh, we've mentioned already the strength running website. There's a lot of resources on there. There are courses. I mean, obviously, strength training is a really it's, it's quite a complex business. And it's a skill that many of us just simply don't have and need to learn about. Um, perhaps you can tell us a little bit more about what you've got there, where exactly we can find you and the kind of resources that you'd steer us towards. Sure, sure. So you're right. It, it, strength training is a little bit confusing, particularly for runners. Um, we just want to be out there running. But I have put together uh, a, a an email course that goes through a lot of the principles that we talked about here. If you go to strengthrunning.com slash strength, then you can sign up and you'll you'll get an email a day talking you talking more about the benefits of weightlifting, what you can expect, uh, example exercises, uh, some myths and mistakes that a lot of runners make very, very, um, in line with what we discussed today. 
But, uh, you know, more broadly, the strength running website, you're right, I, I do have a lot of stuff on there, don't I? <laughs> if you go to uh, strengthrunning.com slash blog, uh, we have over 600 published blog posts. Um, if you go to strengthrunning.com slash coaching, that's where you'll actually see all the different courses and, and programs that we have available to runners. And in particular, high performance lifting is our uh, strength training course. So if someone is uh, interested in just checking it out, that's the name of it. Yeah, great. Well, um, Jason, thank you so much for taking the time to um, jump on, um, jump on the podcast today and, and share your expertise. I think I've, I'm feeling um, thoroughly inspired, and I'm also I've got a bit of an possibly an ultra marathon. Well, I, I say possibly. I've signed up for it in June, which will be my first. It's only fifty five k, so it's not outrageous. But I'm seriously thinking of putting together a sixteen week pro strength training program in the next few months leading up to that. Um, and I'm hoping that lots of people out there, they're just going to, as you said before, the injury side of things is quite frightening with runners, the numbers, um, and that you've given yeah, us an enormous I, scope to improve that. And that's why I, I started strength running. That's why I started, you know, revamping my personal training was because I kept getting injured. And strength training, uh, I think, is the number one strategy to help yourself stay healthy. So for any injury-prone runner, it, it's just a no-brainer. Yeah, it is. Absolutely. Jason, thank you so much for taking the time today. Oh, it was my pleasure. Thanks so much for having me. This was a blast. As you can tell, I get a little amped up and fired up talking about this topic. So I really appreciate the invite. Thanks again. Okay, well, thanks for listening. You can find the full show notes at www.blocology.io. Uh, you can also sign up for the newsletter, the Journal of Blocology at www.blocology.io forward slash journal. Sign up and I'll make sure that I send you the Healthy Bloke Action Plan. It would be enormously helpful if you've enjoyed the show, if you've got anything out of it, if you could pop over to Apple Podcasts and leave a review or just leave a rating, that would be incredibly helpful. And any feedback is very welcome. And so you can leave comments, send email, or make contact via Twitter, Facebook, and the usual social media channels, all of which can be found at blocology.io. Thanks again. Mm -hmm.